Shalom, I'm Rabbi Stewart, and uh, we're here at our weekly broadcast of Your Jewish Connection every week, Saturday morning, 9 a.m., and Sunday, 6.30 p.m. on WNIV right here. And, uh, you know, at Your Jewish Connection, we want to connect you with the Jewish identity of Jesus, Yeshua, as well as give you some practical insights for everyday life. And I'm here with my best friend and partner in ministry, my beloved wife, Chantal, and we recently celebrated our 40th anniversary, and we wanted to share a few tips that have helped us keep our marriage strong, successful, and enjoyable. Stay tuned, because you don't want to miss these practical helps that can really make a difference. Welcome to Your Jewish Connection with Rabbi Stewart, connecting you to the Jewish identity of Jesus and the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. Here now, Rabbi Stuart Winograd. Hey, Chantal, it's great to be here with you today. I mean, wow, we just celebrated our 40th anniversary. Wow, I remember when your parents celebrated their 40th anniversary. It seems like not so long ago. Time flies and... Here we are, four children and ten grandchildren, and man, a lot of experiences later, and still loving it. Um, Forty years, wow. Yeah. We have to learn to value time. You know, when I think about your parents' 40th, it seems like not so long ago, and and so much has happened, but, you know, we have to value time because life is a little bit like a vapor. Yeah, you it know, that's what goes. that's what James said, life is vapor. And Moses said, teach us to number our days. Give us wisdom so we value every moment of life. And, you know, speaking of uh, Moses and the, the Bible, actually, and Yeshua himself affirmed that marriage is a God idea, a good idea. Marriage is a lifelong covenant with your spouse, but not only, it's a covenant of love with your spouse and with God as well. And so, you know, keeping Yeshua in the center of things is a good idea. Uh, Solomon, another wise Jewish man, he was a king, and uh, he once said, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And uh, I know I found a good thing, and I'm so glad that God gave me you to share my life with. I'm glad, too. I mean, you you came in my life, and uh, you also brought Yeshua in my life. So this this is a double, I, I double win there. Yeah, and I won big time myself. <laughs> I want to share about uh, marriage before we start on giving some tips about the idea that one time the Lord gave me as I like to work in the garden and stuff, I, that marriage is like a garden, and like when you first get married, like you have this piece of land, you haven't worked yet, and there's sometimes lots of weeds and lots of uh, turf. Maybe you have to flip over. Stones. You have stones, and the earth may need a little fertilizer. You know, so there is many things in your life. Maybe you're dealing with things from the past, some wounds from you know growing up, some some areas in your character that need some helping. And all of this takes time, and you can't think that marriage is just something you 
okay, I'll get married and then you don't do anything. You have to be involved in your marriage. And in the first years, first of our years together were pretty challenging too because we came from uh, two different cultures. I was raised uh, in Montreal from a French-Canadian family and you were raised in New York with a Jewish family. And our family culture even was different. We were, you know, more um, light people, we can say. And, you know, the, we were intense New Yorkers <laughs> and we love to confront everything, even stuff that most people don't confront. I come from a more artsy kind of life. And I time. was a sportsman. So, I love basketball. So we had lots of differences. We also were very young believers. And so we haven't. You know, God had transformed our mind, and I, we weren't transformed so much. And then you also, you know, uh, I, I mean, you you were very intent in studying the Word and all that. But when I came in faith with you, we weren't connected with the body. We were so. lone soldiers, and uh, hey, not a good idea. If you're a lone soldier out there, get established in a good Bible-believing community where God is moving because it's going to be a great help to you. And we missed that in our early years. Bad idea, but we know better now. Yes. So our garden or our piece of land was needing a lot of work, a lot of work. Well, can you imagine a garden, folks? You know, if any of you have experienced gardening, can you imagine just throwing the seed out and forgetting about it? I tried that once. It don't it work very well. Work. All the, the bugs. The weeds, everything, you don't get much of a crop, and uh, you get kind of overgrown with all the stuff that you don't want. Yeah, you have to nurture your marriage. And then once you do that, the first, you know, years, three years, four years, five years, then things get a little bit easier. You hope. And, <laughs> no, they do get easier. They've gotten easier for us, and and you know each other better, And you, but you still have to care for the garden you still have to make all your you all can't your just life leave it alone and your marriage is like a garden remember that you got to care for it always you got to care for your marriage like you care for a garden when all the time so we and, say that we had all these things you know like these difficult maybe uh, stress and you know coming into the relationship but we had one thing going for us and this is our tip number one the most important Tip number one, this is what we had going for us and we still have going for us. God was and is at the center of our relationship. Our relationship is husband and wife. We loved and still do love Yeshua passionately, and we trusted that he will make our marriage strong and that he would guide us through all conflicts and difficulty if we follow if 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 we followed him and obeyed his teachings with all of our heart we understood that knowing the word of god and intentionally putting it into practice day after day was a key to keeping our marriage relationship growing in the right direction yes i remember at times when we had like different opinions or conflicts about some things. And I felt like we're both up against the wall oh, yeah. and we can't break this wall. And then that, you know, God was watching us and we would go to him as if we were going to a judge and help him, you know, sort out the things 
and he would do it. I mean, not that every time we came to full agreements, we may disagree because, you know, sometimes I have my own opinion, you have yours. But we he grows st- to a place of peace, of peace and where of we acceptance. had to compromise, you know, so that we would allow these difficulties to cause our relationship with God and each other to grow deeper, you know. And so we would pray together. And uh, this was also part of putting God at the center of our relationship. We loved to pray together. And I love to bring Chantal into my prayers. I just feel like they're stronger and more effective. Yes, I like that too. We also read to each other the scriptures. Yes. We still do sometimes. Yeah. Not as often as in the first yeah. few years. But uh, we still have God at the center of our relationship. We understand that our marriage is a covenant with each other, a lifelong covenant and a covenant with God, and he's in the middle of it. Yeshua is in the middle of it. And so that's tip number one. Tip number two, don't write these down while you're driving. But uh, if you're not driving, you may want to jot them down or you can always listen to the archive broadcasts on uh, ReachII.org, our website. You can find them both audio and video on ReachII.org. Tip number two, communicate and learn to communicate well. That's a big one. Do you know that research has showed that poor communication is a major cause of problems in marriage, and I get around people all the time that just don't know how to talk to each other. Now, we had a little bit of an issue, too, because I was speaking English, but not all that much. So for one year, when I would ask him for the broom, he would, I would say, can you pass me the bruise? And he would pass me the broom because he knew that's what I was asking for. And I but couldn't never correct me, that. I mean, I helped her with a, a lot of English, and I was learning some French. <laughs> but I just loved when she asked for the bruise, and I gave her the broom, you know. So so you I, can't imagine what kind of misunderstanding <laughs> we've got into. But uh, also, besides that fact, we had different communication style in, from our family. In my family... They, you know, everything was kept light and uh, like to laugh. And as we I didn't, mentioned, uh, we didn't deal with issues front to, you know, face to face, and we tried to avoid conflict. I came it, from an intense <clears throat> family, and and we dug into everything, and we confronted everything, and so wow. Even you, when there was nothing to confront. Yeah, <laughs> so we had a lot of fireworks and miscommunications yes. those first couple of years, but. Hey, we were taking care of our garden and we were learning how to communicate with one another so that we put on ears and we were listening. You know, I was trying to hear you and you were trying to hear me and that was so important. And we've yes. gotten better at it over the years because we we're intentional. We have, but I can say that I learned a lot from one part of the communication style from your family because I remember... Uh, when we knew each other just a little bit and then you were, you kept calling your mom. And in those days we didn't have mobile phones. And I was thinking, spoke to my mom every week. <laughs> he's here, 27 years old. He still calls his mom all yeah. the time. I wasn't used to that. And in my family, I mean, we didn't communicate so much, but I thought this is great. And I like that. And I want to be like that with my kids. And, and I've, and you are. Yeah, and I picked that up from your family, and I learned to be a better communicator with you too. But that was a hard thing for me because it didn't come naturally. I wanted to keep things for myself. I'm more of an introvert, and 
and you're, you were like prying and trying to get me to talk. And I appreciate that because it helps us deal with things. When you keep things closed in and hidden, you know, you can get a chance of things get infected. And Man, and you've gotten terrific. You're a terrific communicator, both one-on-one in small groups and in larger groups because you were intentional and you knew God could help you with that and uh, you went after it. And that's the key, folks. We've got to go after these things. And so communicate, learn to communicate well. And we always, we made an agreement from the beginning and we hope that you do with your spouse. We said we're not going to have any secrets. No secret world, no secrets on our phone, no secrets on the computer, Everything open. is open. And, you know, we do a lot of counseling. And when people said, you know, please don't tell anybody, we always say, don't tell me anything that I can't tell my wife because there's no secrets between me and my wife. But sometimes there is people that will counsel and I'll say to you, you know, they want to talk with me and I know it, they, they need for it to be confidential. And then you feel okay and I feel okay and we That's sit different. okay. So that is different. But we do try to... I mean, we don't keep secrets. And like that, we can feel like we can trust each other. Yeah. 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 Trust is a big deal. You can't communicate without trust. So seek first not to be heard, but first to hear your spouse. Make warm eye contact as opposed to angry or threatening eye contact. Support each other and communicate well. I think we'll communicate s- soon again. Yeah, because we're going to be back. We got some more practical tips for you. Stay tuned to your Jewish connection. I'm here with my wife, Chantal. 40 years married, just celebrated our 40th anniversary. And uh, we're talking about tips for a successful and fulfilling marriage. 40 years together, we've learned a lot, and uh, you're here at Your Jewish Connection. We were just talking about tip number two, communicating and learning to communicate well, and we just want to add one more thing to that tip. We made an agreement based upon the Word of God that the big D, the word divorce, was not going to be in our vocabulary. We were not going to threaten one another with that word. We, When we were frustrated or angry, we weren't going to use that word, and we never have, and we suggest that you do too. And uh, um, it was a deep conviction for us, really. And, you know, some of you might say, well, I have a, an abusive spouse. We're not talking about abusive relationships where there are sinful habits by a spouse or addictions. Uh, seek counseling and help if you're that in that situation. We're talking about regular everyday relationships where the husband and wife really care about developing a strong marriage. So don't threaten each other with anything, especially with divorce. That's right. So we're ready for tip number three. Yes. And that's to accept each other's personality differences and appreciate them. And as I said at the beginning, I love sports. And Chantal? Well, I'm more the artistic type, but I remember the first time I went with Stuart. I took him to a ballet. And within five minutes, he opened his daytimer. And then I kept telling him, watch, watch. And then I realized that's it. He doesn't like ballets, so I'm not gonna, you know, try to make him like it and come. No. And that that just illustrates a little bit that 
we're made with different likings. We're made with different giftings. And this is how God made us. And we need to learn to appreciate the other person, even if we are not, you know, like, you know, like his giftings is not like yours. And we need to uh, respect that. And sometimes maybe it means for me to sit down and watch a game with him, which. But I don't uh, ask for that too often, yeah. although I got to admit, you know, when uh, when I first met Chantal, I took her out to the basketball court to show her how good I was because I had played freshman ball in uh, university and I wasn't really that good. But, uh, you know, I was I trying was to impressed. impress her. And she, the only thing she was impressed about was, oh, you got strong muscles on your calves. And I said, oh, great. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so, you know, one can can be more quiet, the other can be more outgoing, one can be an introvert, the other can be an extrovert. Celebrate the differences and appreciate them. Yes, I think so. And also encourage each other in your area of giftings. Uh, You know, I can say a little bit to the situation right now that I'm in is a demonstration of this because radio is really not my thing, it's not my giftings. But it's it is Stewart's, and I love we know radio. that he loves it, and he's good at it. And I don't consider myself very good at it. You're great. It's like <laughs> I don't really love it, but I'm trying to support him in that, and I'm so happy that uh, you know he's fulfilling this, and that's something the Lord put in him. And and Stuart does this with me too, with the things that God's called me to do. Yeah, thank you for supporting me in this radio broadcast. It means a lot to me. I know that it's not your favorite thing to come on the air. And, you know, you're, I, I always say to our kids, you know, mom is my favorite carpenter, my favorite gardener, and I'm not so great at carpentry and gardening. And uh, I guess you kind of got to be a little bit secure as a man to say, hey, my wife built that furniture. You know, my wife dug out that uh, that garden over there, you know, and so uh, celebrate and appreciate one another's giftings and differences. It goes a long way. Don't be competitive and, uh, you know, don't feel inferior or whatever. Celebrate it. And some differences are also uh, connected with the five different language of love, the way that we feel love and how wow. we receive love. Yeah. Cause you know, like my love language is more act of service. Yes. And this is how I feel love when people, you know, do something for me. It's not necessarily, you know, like affection or, or a word of affirmation for me. Not so much that or even a gift. But if somebody serves me, I feel loved. And it's interesting because that usually is the tendency is that your love language is what you're going to give love to other people. Yeah. So I like to serve you too. This is how I show my love to you. But yes. you have a different love language. Mine is words of affirmation. And so, you know, until we learned our love languages, we were kind of, you know, crossing each other and not getting it right, you know, because you got those five languages of love, words of affirmation, acts of service. That's my wife. Words of affirmation is me. Quality time, undivided attention, and gifts, you know, and uh, so you got to play into your spouse's love language because that's where they kind of feel loved more so. You know, uh, Chantal does me lots of acts of service, and I appreciate them more and more the older I get. I mean, it's I value them so much, but I need those words of affirmation. And uh, if I don't— I'm learning. I'm getting better. And she's I getting think. better. And, you know, the funny thing is, as she said— 
you know, I wasn't so great at acts of service, you know, and she wasn't so great at words of affirmation. So we got to learn to love each other and play into our love languages, even if it's not our strengths. Right. And accept it. Because for me, like this word of affirmation, I think, well, when I'm serving you, won't I show to you how much I love you already? <laughs> like, why do I have to say it? Yeah, but, it reminds me of Fiddler know. on the Roof. Do you love me? Hey, I cook and clean and wash your socks. But uh, do you love me? You know, that whole thing. So uh, we got to learn to play into our love languages and, and learn the love of- language of your spouse. She has one or two, and your husband has one or two that you really want to play into. It's part of accepting each other, accepting each other's differences and celebrating it. And I think we've gotten much better at that. Yeah. And so uh, real quick, tip number four, accept that your spouse is a work in progress. You know why? Because you are too. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Besides different giftings and personality, we also have areas in our character that are, you know, weak, broken, that needs polishing, needs sharpening. And this is a work that the Lord does in us, not that the spouse does in us. Yeah. And that, that was one that I had to learn, that I'm not the one to change you. Yeah. That, I, and I can't control you and dictate to you, and you're not the potter and I'm not the clay, but we can... We can encourage one another and challenge one another, but we got to stay away from that control and kind of trying to make, let God be the potter and let us be the clay and let's cooperate with God in those things. That's right. It takes uh, praying, patience, and if both spouses are open to God transforming them, then we can see, you know, like amazing things happen in our life. And I always say the great, God healed me like miraculously very strong uh, miracles three times in my life. Wow. And, but I always say the biggest miracle that I see is life transformed. Hey, I it's had how a God big transformed anger people. Yeah, I had a God big anger problem when I came into our marriage. And, uh, you know, by God's grace and the prayers and love of my wife and a firm decision of my own to overcome, I got that anger under control. And if you have an anger problem or similar problems, you gotta you got to make a firm decision and, and take hold of God's grace and whatever other help that you can find because you can overcome. You don't have to live with that, and neither does your spouse. Trust God will grow and change you and change your spouse if you sincerely want to grow and change and if your spouse sincerely wants to grow on and change. And when you pray for your spouse for the changes that you see, it helps you change in the area that can also facilitate for your wife to, or husband to have the changes. So, yeah. you know, God has a way and he knows how it all works best. Amen. Tip number five, we want to end on a light note. Make sure to have fun together. And that includes laughing at yourselves from time to time. We're going to pick up, pick up on uh, that tip and many more next week. So be sure to tune in next week to Your Jewish Connection 9 o'clock in the morning, Saturday, 6.30 p.m. on Sunday at WNIV right here. And uh, I just want to close with this. After 40 years, we don't love each other more. We love each other the same with all that we are, but we love each other better. Why? 1 Corinthians 14.1, we let love be our highest goal. 
As I said, next week we'll be sharing more tips, and uh, you don't want to miss it. You can also find the archived audio and videos on your Jewish Connection page at reachii.org. And I want to offer you my ebook called Spiritual Disciplines to help you walk intimately with Yeshua and live a fulfilling life. Go to reachii.org. You can uh, get that book free of charge, Spiritual Disciplines. And uh, let's just have a word of prayer for husbands and wives. Heavenly Father, you are the author of marriage. You bring a man and woman together in a covenant of love for all their lives. And I pray for all the husbands and wives out there. I pray that they understand above all things that uh, they need to bring you into the center of their relationship, that Yeshua, you need to be in the center of their individual lives and in their relationship. And that is a key for a successful marriage and that they would always remember marriages need to be tended like a garden, and communication and fun and accepting one another is also important keys to a successful marriage. Lord, bless the marriages out there. The devil wants to destroy marriage. Our society doesn't honor it. We ask that you strengthen every couple out there in Yeshua's name. Amen. See you next week at Your Jewish Connection. 